What is going on, señoras y señores? Welcome on into today's Phillies Talk Live. Of course, I'm El Barcelona Philly. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are fresh off of the World Series loss. The improbable run ends in defeat on Game 6 Saturday, the same day we lost the MLS Cup Final. No better way to end the day with the Phillies elimination against the Astros. And obviously, you have the controversy of Zach Wheeler getting pulled out of that game. Of course, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to talk about that. Uh, but it it was just a, it was a heartbreaking loss, to say the least. I mean, you know, when you consider the fact that you get the you get the Schwarbaum bomb in that one and that really got you going and you got the lead early on and the you get the Maldonado, you know, breach in, he gets hit. He purposely tried to get hit and then. Zach Wheeler comes out. Jose Alvarado comes in and the two run home run or three run home run shot. And um, that was really it. And that's kind of how this season kind of ended for the Phillies as the magic was conclude as concluded. And it was definitely unfortunate. And it was a fun ride. I, I you know, just the song Dancing on Your Own will definitely live in infamy here in Philadelphia. You know, I think it's something we'll definitely be playing for next at least the next month or so. But um, it was it was a lot of it was definitely a fun blue and red October. You know, we haven't had this since 2011 and it was fun. We got both to the World Series and the MLS Cup final. So I, it's I think a lot of what we're going to talk about today is keeping in mind that we should be proud and we should be really grateful for what we had here in this month of October and, you know, partially into November as well. It was a fun ride and we don't typically get these type of moments here in Philadelphia. I think like something similar to this would be the you know the 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 1980 year when you had all the four of the teams at the time in the championship flyers sixers eagles phillies all in the championship and we walked away with one but hey that was that was very fun we're, we're going to talk about the world series a little bit give kind of my final thoughts and of course we're going to look at the all season a lot of question marks some moves already being made by the phillies and we're going to discuss it all here today but i want to formally welcome everyone here to today's phillies talk live Again, I'm your boy, El Parcero Philly. We have Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, live. We got DSM Media in here as well. Right now, the comment section is open. If you guys want to keep dropping your comments, questions, and concerns, we'll be reading those as the live portion goes on. And, of course, right now, we're going to drop the link to come on in the show. If you guys want to come on in and talk some Phillies baseball, give us your thoughts. If you want to talk baseball in general, give me your predictions of the offseason. What do you think is, Where do you think these free agents are going to sign? It's a really good shortstop class. Which of course we'll talk about and um in just a little bit, uh, but of course guys, I want to hear from you guys. And of course I've dropped the TikTok link. Um, the link to the new TikTok account is out right now. Give me a follow. We really appreciate that. We're almost at a thousand, so we can get back on live on TikTok. Be having some fun again. Want to bring as many audiences as possible here for sure. Uh, a quick reminder: today's Phillies Talk Live is sponsored by Lotterain Watches. If you folks are in the market for a brand new watch. Consider checking out La Terrain Watches. High-quality watches at a bargain price. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, when you use my promo code at the checkout page, Barcelo Philly, you'll receive 10% off of your purchase of a La Terrain watch. So, ladies and gentlemen, take advantage of this great deal and make sure you guys check out La Terrain Watches. So, unfortunately, I couldn't really wear too much of my uh, my world. No, this is the side. My World Series cap that we got here, unfortunately. Um, didn't, didn't get to wear it too much, but hey, now I got this is a memory, you know, thinking about this 2022 season. And look, it was a heartbreaking win, but I do think that this two things can be true, right? It definitely sucks losing the World Series because obviously this was the best chance you've had yet, right? This was the this was you were right there. 
You had a 2-1 lead in the series, and it seemed like you had all the momentum going on your side. And for it to kind of turn in the way after it did, after Game 3, none of us saw that really coming. At least Game 7, but, you know, you look at Game 4, Game 5, Game 6, uh, Game six it just all kind of felt, uh, you know, just deflating. Uh, quite honestly, it just felt really deflating. And so uh, it's crazy how that kind of went, but at the end of the day, the Philadelphia Phillies were a great team. You know, I always make the comparison that this team kind of reminds me of the 93 team. The only difference is I do think that there's more star power on this team. When you look at the best hitter on this team, Bryce Harper, obviously an MVP candidate every single season. And when you talk about the ace of this team, Zach Wheeler is one of the best at the game right now. And so it, it it's kind of weird calling these guys an underdog when you look at the payroll and the amount that this team has spended to put this team together. You can't really call them too much of an underdog, but when you consider the fact that they were the third place team in the NL East and they were the final wild card spot in the playoffs, and to go on to the improbable run, I mean, think about if you didn't get oh, why am I blanking on this? The Cardinals pitcher, but if you didn't get the the luck you got in St. Louis for you guys to sweep the series, then go on to Atlanta, get an, um, an improbable upset. And I'm, I'm telling you, if you guys really thought the Phillies were going to beat the Braves, I'm calling you a straight-up liar because I didn't even think that that was going to happen. And then going up against the Padres, that was a fun series. And unfortunately, they just ran into a, a Houston Astros team who was just slightly a bit better, a little bit more hungrier. And the, the, the narrative going into the World Series was, this is a little bit of a different Houston Astros team. This just wasn't. This isn't the same team that was led by Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve back in 2017. A little bit younger, and so that hunger was definitely there. And Dusty Baker finally gets his World Series win, definitely deserving of it. And when you consider the pitching performance and just the depth of this bullpen, it's truly remarkable. When you put on Christian, uh, okay, I'm not saying Christian, but um. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? Moreno, when you can put out um, uh, Brian Medina, when you can also put on Ryan Presley. Uh, we obviously know Hector Naris very well. Luis Garcia there. They got some arms that are very, very, very clutch and know how to perform in those in those moments. And I mean, the thing is that the, the theme, the same thing when we're saying that when we're saying that the team had the best opportunity yet to in winning a World Series over the Houston Astros, when we're saying that it just may have been that Houston Astros may have been just a slightly bit better team. You could say the same thing that regardless of all that, you have to be proud of this baseball team because of the run we just discussed. No one anticipated this to happen. Super thankful that we saw a world series as, as, as an adult, I saw Philly's world series. And I also did see a union playing a championship game as well. And I'm also witnessing the Eagles going undefeated. And in the midst of all this, I'm super thankful, super grateful about that. And I do feel like majority of Phillies fans feel the same way. And I do think that the optimism makes me feel happy. I might not feel the same way as, as optimistic as it is, because let's face it, in order to get to the World Series, a lot of things need to go your way. You know, a lot of people are talking about this Phillies team and the way they get back is by spending that money. And although I do agree, look at what the Los Angeles Dodgers have done. Look at what the New York Yankees have done. I mean, heck, look, the White Sox is the White Sox were spending my last two seasons. Some of these major organizations who spend big money and don't get back to that big dance. So I'm I'm just extremely thankful that we got to that spot because it, it literally could have happened in any different way. But at the end of the day, 
Houston was just clutch. I mean, you look at game one. That was a great way for the Phillies to set the tone. You had a comeback win. JT Real Muto was huge in, in extra in, in extra innings. And you were able to kind of mask the fact that Aaron Nola had, had an implosion in the fifth inning again. We'll talk about Aaron Nola a little bit. Game two, you know, you, Houston got the best of you. But the, really what you were hoping for going back to Philly for game three was getting the split. Then we had the rain delay. You had the run explosion by the Phillies in game three. And listen, a lot of us, and 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 listen, we were, we were after the game. A lot of us felt like we had the World Series after game four, after game three, I'm sorry. Because the momentum was all on our side. And then game four really was a momentum shift in this series. Because Christian Javier threw six, was it six, seven innings of just flawless baseball. And the and the Astros no hit us. Their bullpen got the job done, and we got no freaking hit. And that right there changed the dynamic of the whole entire series. The next night, not much better. Another Aaron Ole implosion. And then, of course, it, it, you couldn't get the job done in game six. I really loved the, And it, it sucked because Thursday, and for game five, you had, you had the Powder Blues. And do you know the vibes of the Powder Blues? Everyone's happy. Everyone, everyone loves the Powder Blues. Gets everyone in a good mood. Not to lose that way. And then you got to go to Houston. I really did appreciate the optimism throughout the Phillies, Phillies Nation. I didn't feel that per se. Because going down to Houston, that would it's going to be tough. To get two wins in Houston, I just thought that that was too too tall of a task. And, and I was and I was right because the Houston Astros just to show their dominance and show their clutches. You know, Jordan Alvarez. Was a hunt was a, his average was like 147, 150. It wasn't very good. He's a power hitter, though. And yet he still, despite not the best World Series, comes up huge in game six. Rocks Jose Alvarado, buries his ball deep into center field. And that that killed it for the Phillies in games. There was no way the Phillies are coming back after that in game six. And of course, the decision. Taking Zach Wheeler out after 70-some pitches when he was on and you're in an elimination game. Was this an analytical move? Was this a matchup move? What was this? It does feel from what it's from, from hearing Rob Thompson is it was more of a matchup situation. But how can you, as a baseball guy, and I really do feel like Rob Thompson had a great feel of the baseball aspect of it, where in the, today's day and age, it's all about the binder. It's all about the calculations. It's all about numbers. That's how you make decisions. But in that moment, Zach Wheeler was on. I would have rode with Zach Wheeler at that moment. Houston Astros and, and, and their cheating mentality, it is what it is. There's only so much you can do about that. You got to go out there. You can play. But Hopper did not give an opportunity for our guy to play. And we're going to talk about that decision for the next couple months. Why? Why did you take Zach Wheeler out? I still think it was the bad decision. I'm not going to defend him for that. And I do think that this is a moment for Rob Thompson to kind of learn from going forward as he is now going to be the full-time manager of this baseball team. And the expectation is this team is going to be better. And so the expectation for this baseball team is not just getting to the playoffs, but making another run, getting as close to, or if not getting back to the World Series. And so... The thing is, is that this whole entire playoffs, there's a lot of decisions that we've all questioned. Luckily, the players have been able to bail them out. You've heard Charlie Manuel talk about this plenty of times. But that decision right there 
was absolutely huge. And then, of course, the fact that you didn't get a lot of run support throughout this whole through game four, game five, and game six. That was just putrid. You made history because you were that bad in game four. You lacked that clutch hitting that you saw the Astros get. You have good players. And I think that's a, I've seen a lot of people slandering a lot of these players. You had good players out there. But there was one team that just captured the moment a little bit more than the other. There was one team that was just a little bit better than the other, and that's just sports, ladies and gentlemen. That's just sports. It's as cruel as it is. That's just the way it goes. That's just the way it is. But I cannot be anything but proud of these guys. And you give credit to the Houston Astros. It is what it is. All right, we can call them cheaters. We can call them out their name all we want. You know, they, they've been a little, the fans have been a little classless as well, rubbing in our faces. But God forbid we did that. Oh, it, it is what it is. But that decision really is going to uh, haunt the team. And of course, um, you know, going back to the hitting, I just think that this team just came, came up flat in the big moment. JT Real Muto in the three and Reese Hoskins in the two. Putting up those numbers in the game in game four, four, five, and six was absolutely putrid. It's just terrible. You cannot have that top order hitting like that. And I do think that it needs to be a little more about small ball. I get it that these guys are all about hitting the hitting the home run. That's what they're built off of. But my God, you cannot be doing what was it like four for thirteen with runners and scorpions? Like so that type of stuff cannot happen in the World Series, guys. I, I'm sorry, but I can't. I just can't fathom that. That's got to be better, man. It's absolutely got to be better. What's up, Scotty? We got Scotty in the building. What's happening, brother? We never settled for less than Philly fans, but come on. This this run was impressive. Absolutely, man. This run was a lot of freaking fun, and this is something that we're going to cherish, and I'm curious to see how we kind of remember this team as, as time goes on, and obviously what happens in the future is going to de- deteriorate detail how we feel about this season in particular because let's just say the Phillies go on a, a nice little run you know they go back to a couple World Series maybe win one maybe win two we don't know maybe they don't go back at all but it's really going to be determining how how we go forward from here could this be the start of something special or could this just be you know lightning in a bottle and, it, and it's gone like that but it's, we're going to see what the legacy of this team is I mean I, I'll, I'll this team is going to be special to me I mean when you consider just like the this, the power of Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, Reese Hoskins, Nick Castellanos, JT Romito. That's all fun to watch. We love watching that here in Philadelphia. Seeing Aaron Noel have some big moments in this playoffs was fun to watch too. Now, you obviously hate seeing him kind of collapse in the playoffs. And look, I, I still believe in Aaron Nola. I don't really believe him being my number two, someone I can rely. Not just saying, I shouldn't say my number two. There's a lot of talk that, you know, Wheeler's your 1A and Noel is your 1B, where I feel that maybe Noel may be your solid, solid number two, maybe three. That's kind of where I'm looking at. I mean, let's face it, there was times that Ranger Swat has looked more like the number two than Aaron Nola did. And I do think that going forward into this offseason, adding another quality arm in the starting rotation is something that Dombrowski is definitely going to look at. And I do trust Dombrowski. Because he's been here before with three different organizations, class organizations, and he's he knows how to win. Just flat out, that's it. Is what it is, and I and I do trust him for that. Uh, to go two one in the World Series was incredible. Just have to hope that they will get better and have another run. 
that experience definitely helps. It, it really does, man. It really does. You know, I think about the Kansas City Royals. If you remember back in 2014, you know, they make a nice little run. It was a lot of fun. It was obviously a really talented young team. They run into a New York, uh, New York Giants, San Francisco Giants team on the on behind the left arm of Madison Bumgarner, who were highly motivated and and, and really wanted to to, imp, to exemplify their dynasty that they have they had created at that moment. And for the Royals, it was just a bad time, and they lose in seven. That whole entire offseason, they got better. And you go into that season in twenty in twenty fifteen, and you saw what happened. They made it all the way to the World Series and won. Can the Phillies do that? I do think that they they can. A lot of the core pieces from this team will be back next year, and obviously you have to improve upon, and that's what we'll we'll talk about um in just a little bit. But hey, man, got it. We got to wrap up. We got to move on from Game Six here, man. You go watch your Union season recap. I appreciate that, Scott. Yeah, guys, make sure you guys check out um the Union season recap that is out right now. Just talking, looking ahead at the future at the uh, at the future. We might talk about the our, our just our initial reaction towards the CCL draw. Um, Alancia FC from San Salvador in uh, El Salvador will be our first opponent in CCL. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But um, back to this. So obviously now we move forward. We look into the offseason. There are some moves that had already been made. Um, Zach Eflin declined his $15 million option. I don't listen. I think he's just betting on himself. I think he could, thinks he can become a, a solidified starting guy. I feel like the Phillies' plan going forward would be to keep Zach Eflin in the bullpen. And I, something tells me he does not want that. I think he still wants to start. And listen, if that's how you feel by yourself, who are we to stop you for that? So if he wants to go out there and get a prove it type of deal, I'm all for it, Zach. And you really do appreciate everything he has done. And my mistaken, did he? Did he come in from the Astros? Was that a Pence deal? I have to. I'd have to look back at it. It's just been too long now. But um, listen, thanks to Zach Eflin. But uh, you know the injuries really kind of derailed him. You know there was a time where you really had Zach Eflin pinpointed as your number three, and you know you could rely on seven strong innings by him. You know he's going to get a couple of hits, but he was going to get a couple strikeouts, a couple of ground outs, and you knew exactly what to get from Zach Eflin. So he got you know, obviously with the injuries he got you know relegated to more of a relief type of option and he was a closer for a couple of games as well and so we'll see what Zach Eflin gets in the market i'm assuming that there it will be a market for him the big one though is Gene Segura the Phillies did decline that option look we appreciate Gene but it is obvious that there definitely could be an upgrade from Gene Segura the question is now now that you move on from Gene Segura, what are you going to do? It is clear that the Phillies are going to look to an upgrade the interior of the infield. Could that mean that the Phillies are, in fact, if the rumors are true, looking at Trey Turner? Is Trey Turner a viable option? We all know the connection with this baseball team between Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber. Um, it just feels like he's been linked to the Phillies for God knows how long now. And there's a need now. Could you move Bryson Stott to second base and, and just uh, fill in Trey Turner at shortstop? That seems to be what the fan base wants to do. And I, don't, and I don't think that's a bad option. I do like the possibility of Trey Turner. You need a guy out there who's going to be a solidified glove and is going to provide some... some I want to just say some power. This, this lineup clearly has freaking power, but just like a, a, a bat you can trust. That's really what it is with some leadoff experience as well. Um, I would probably plug him at my two, but I, I do like the possibility of Trey Turner. But, you know, for Gene Segura, what a season for him. 
he has really sacrificed a lot. You know, he's a guy who's been bouncing around throughout the league. Finally, kind of found a home here for the past couple seasons. Um, he was part of the J.P. Crawford trade. Who remembers that one? And so he's he yeah he, he was going you know he was on a great trajectory going up. He really changed his lifestyle around. Started dieting. Started hitting the weights a little bit more, and it really has turned his game around. I thought I think the 2021 season was a little bit better than 2022. If I'm being honest with you guys, and I put it I put that video on TikTok. One of my favorite Gene Segura moments is the ice cream. Yo, Gene, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Vanilla. Smiles. Boop. It's a double. That was that was fun. That that's just Gene Segura. Just that personality. That that you know, and personality. The smile is on his face. You're definitely gonna miss that, but you know, the bat was a little bit inconsistent. Didn't show up really in the in the World Series, and um, the glove was a little bit inconsistent at times as well. So, you wish him nothing but the best. There is a possibility he could come back, but I just feel like this team is gonna try to find a different option. I do think that someone's gonna pay Gene Segura as well. So, I think Gene should both sides should just straight up move move on. But these next players uh, have opted for free agency. You had uh, Chris Davinsky, Kyle Gibson, Brad Hand, Corey Knable, David Robertson. Noah Syndergaard, um, so all those pitchers have declared for free agency. Not really much of a surprise. Um, curious to see if Noah Syndergaard does come back. I, you know, it was you really made the trade because of the Zach Eflin news, and you really didn't want to break the bank too much on a, on a pitcher, especially especially at the, the trade deadline time. And he's not the same. No one. I think we all kind of know know that. And I, and I think that there was a portion of the fan base that was a little reluctant and was hopeful that he would go back to that Thor mode, but it's not who we, who he is anymore. And he's a, he's a, uh, he's an all speed type of guy looking for those, just some contact, get some easy ground outs. And that's just kind of what he is. I'm curious to see what he'll get on the open market. And if the Phillies have any interest of in bringing him back, David Robertson, Let's not do this for a third time. I think it's time for both sides to part ways. Um, <coughs> I don't feel like the Cubbies, David Robertson, was what we got here with Philly again. I, I say that again. Like, this is, again, I don't I just don't see. I just don't see why we need to bring David Robertson back. So I just don't think that that'll happen. Corey Knable, listen, what a roller coaster season he had here with Philadelphia. He signs, gets, he's essentially going to be the closer. He looks good for a couple starts. Starts looking really bad. Already fired, get fired, and then Quick Nables role gets relegated to the setup guy, to Sergio Dominguez, and he got comfortable in that role, and he looks solid as that setup guy. Um, but I do think that he is also someone that will be moving on. Brad Hand, don't want to see him back. I don't want to have that heart attack anymore. Thank you, but we can find someone better. Kyle Gibson, again, so inconsistent. There was a one point in the season. I kid you not. We literally thought he was our number three pitcher. I'm. It was crazy, and that he looked that good. And then I don't know what happened. We get to fall, and he just imploded. He just imploded completely. Imploded. And so, um, Kyle Gibson, thank you so much. Then Kristovitz, he had a couple starts here, but or a couple appearances here, but nothing really crazy. The big question mark, however, though, um, is Reese Hoskins. What is the future for Reese Hoskins? Um, he's heading into an arbitration season. If you talk to a lot of the fan base, they want him out. Um, I can't really say I fault them too much. I'm at the point where if there's teams interested in Reese Hoskins, I'm listening to offers because there is value for Reese Hoskins because of the bat that he is. 
And we do have a need for a pitcher. So if you can find a way to get a quality number three, borderline two, I'm in on trading Reese Hoskins. Other than that, I'm, I'm really good. I'm fine with keeping Reese Hoskins here. I can literally go either way, but I would like to get another arm via trade and getting Reese Hoskins with or trading Reese Hoskins for that would be really big. Again, you have a lot of big bats. You have a couple guys who can play DH. Now, obviously, Bryce Harper, the, the, the goal is to have him back playing right field next season. I do understand he's holding off surgery because he does want to represent for the United States in the WBC. I can't really fault him for wanting to represent his country. Would rather him, you know, focus on the fills, but you can't really fault the guy for wanting to, to represent for their own nation. So it'll be interesting to see what the Phillies do. I wouldn't hate getting rid of Reese Hoskins for that factor um, because you do, you have options of, you know, what to put at the DH. You could put Nick Castellanos back at DH and maybe he can get back to his 2021 late form. Uh, you can use Kyle Schwarber. You can rotate that position, and then you can use different options, and I think that that would be beneficial for this baseball team. So Reese Hoskins' uh, future is up in the air. I, I would definitely say that. I wouldn't be surprised Dombrowski is you know seeing the options out there, feeling the offers, but you can't really fault fans for wanting what they want with Reese Hoskins. His defense is a liability. I can't, I can't deny that. His bat is pretty valuable, and I'll tell you why. I think some of the slander is a little bit too much. I think that Reese Hoskins is one of the main reasons why you got to the World Series. Think about that home run that he hit in the NLS, NLDS, NLCS, I'm sorry, and the NLDS for that matter. Both bat spikes. I mean, he hit in big moments. It's just in the biggest of the moments, he didn't hit. And that's what truly and honestly sucks. So I've seen a lot of outlandish things over the past couple of days. I had people in my TikTok comments telling me that Jose Alvarado is trash because of game six. Again, another piece that really helped us getting to that point. And may I remind you that Jose Alvarado was one of the best bullpen pieces throughout the entire playoffs. He had a bad moment. There's no denying that. But what you can't deny is that Jose Alvarado has been really big for this Phillies team throughout the entire playoffs. The other outlandish take that I've been hearing is getting rid of Reese Hoskins and moving Kyle Schwarber to first base. Ladies and gentlemen, do yourself a solid and Twitter search Kyle Schwarber playing the field as a member of the Boston Red Sox. And then you come back and tell me if you think that he should be replacing Reese Hoskins at first base. Please do yourself that favor. Let's not get out outlandish. Let's not get a little bit too crazy. I do think that there is a strong core within this baseball team. I do think that they just need to add a couple pieces. You need to figure out what you're going to do in the interior there. You got to figure out what you're going to do with Reese Hoskins because you got to figure out what you're going to do at the first base position. Um, I do think that they need another depth piece in the outfield. Uh, is that Matty V? Again, uh, we'll see. But I think that another right field. I don't want. I don't want to roll with Dalton Guthrie or Nick Maton. Maybe a veteran MLB guy would be preferable there that you could potentially use. And obviously, you need another starting pitcher. Uh, obviously, you're getting rid of Kyle Gibson, Zach Eflin, and Noah Syndergaard. Both those guys were your 4-5 during the regular season. So you need definitely another starting pitcher. And obviously, you're going to need to round out the, the bullpen again. Um, you're getting rid of Corey Canable, getting rid of David Robertson. You know, Noah Syndergaard was part of that bullpen in the playoffs. So was Kyle Gibson, and so was Brad Hand. So you're going to need to find some bullpen pieces. I do want this team to finally go out and get a solidified closer. This whole rotation or closing by committee we just like to have that solidified guy. I mean, we had Ian Kennedy was solid for a couple of games, but nothing too consistent. But we really have lacked that consistent closer since 
I really wanted to say Brad Lidge, but man, Papelbon, I guess, or whoever that jerk off was. <laughs> right? What's up, Bearded Knowledge? What's happening, Phil? Make sure you guys are checking out Trending in the AM, our DSM Media Morning Show. Absolutely killing it. Better than uh, the Cataldi Show. Better than the JK Show. Absolutely, man. This thing is still there. This thing is absolutely there, man. And, and, you know, when you look at some of the biggest heartbreaks in Philly sports history, I mean, both the losses on Saturday have to be in that list. Um, the 04, or 04 Super Bowl, the NFC Championship losses, definitely in there. The 2010 Stanley Cup, you got to put in there. The 2009 World Series, the 2011 uh, loss to the Cardinals definitely blows as well. Listen, there's there's a lot of bad losses. Um, this one sucks because of just how close you were and how good this team was, but we're so proud because you did not expect this. We were literally a month ago talking about how trash this team was because they get swept by the Chicago Cubs in the end at the end of September, and you're thinking, what the heck? This team literally got swept by the Cubs, uh, well, a, a, a 60-70 win team in September. I don't know how we went on that run. And that's just baseball. And that's why it's such a beautiful, beautiful sport. So we shall see. Of course, now that we're in the all season, the content will pop up as soon as we get stuff to talk about. Any major stuff will obviously pop back up and we'll be talking about it. So you guys know the deal. Let me know in the comments kind of what you want to see from Philly's all season content. But that's going to do it for the first edition of all season content. Wow. It, it really hits you hard, guys. It really, really does. But I really want to thank you guys for watching. Make sure you guys hit the like button. Subscribe for more Philly sports. Of course, you can find us wherever you stream podcasts. We're available on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Find us under Oin Philly Sports. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, we are sponsored today by Lots Rain Watches. If you folks are in the market for a brand new watch, consider checking out Lots Rain Watches. High-quality watches at a bargain price. Right now, when you head on over to the checkout page, use my promo code BARCETOPHILLY for 10% off of your purchase of a Lots Rain Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Paracelo Philly, and I'm telling you guys, let's go, Phils. Talk to you guys soon.